Hello and welcome to a very special episode of How Have You, you Not Seen? seen? Well, we've both actually seen this one. Yes, many times. Many, many times, because it's a great film. It is The, the Matrix. Matrix. So we actually went to see this one a couple of days ago. Yep. Um, we went to the cinema for the 20th anniversary re-release. 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 Um, and it was it was fantastic. Oh, it was so good. We can't uh, pretend that we were just about to watch this one because... Yeah, we saw it at the pictures. We saw it at the pictures. Um, we have recorded a quick five-minute uh, sort of post-cinema reaction. Like a, Literally, we got out there, legged it to the car, and started recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're pretty high off uh, The Matrix. Um, just after the trailer, you'll hear, you'll hear that. Mm-hmm. And then we'll shoot back into our normal debate over whether it's crap like Rocky. <laughs> Rocky's not crap! <laughs> I don't know, but every, every time I mention Rocky, we get some comments. So. Ah, um, saying you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Uh, so we'll get into it now. Here's the trailer. I'm sure you've seen this film by now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was released in 1999, 20 years ago. If you've just, just clocked this, Andy's doing this episode today. Oh, I'm doing this one because Haley takes on a lot of the burden of actually... <laughs> It's not bad, and I love it. Why but... do you keep shouting at me when you're doing it? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, because Haley does a lot of work for the, the researching of the films that I haven't seen. Uh, it seemed like a decent opportunity for me to carry that load, mm. and hopefully, I don't disappoint. And I'm sure you will. I'm looking forward to your research. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's found it quite stressful. <laughs> yeah. The research for it. Um, so here's the trailer. Uh, we'll speak to you after this, and a, a brief uh, little. I don't know. I don't really remember what we talked about. I don't. But we I re- went on a couple of tangents. Yeah. Apologies <laughs> for the sound quality. It was recorded on our phones. So if you get through like the five minutes of the crappy sound, it comes back to this. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. See, See you, you in a sec. Man. ever had a dream, Neo, that you were so sure was real? What if you were unable to wake from that dream? How would you know the difference between the dream world and the real world? It's the question that drives us, Neo. What is the Matrix? It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. You are a slave born into a prison for your mind. The Matrix is a system, Neo. That system is our enemy. Try to realize the truth. What truth? There is no spoon. Human beings are a disease, a cancer of this planet. You are a plague, and we are the cure. So you're here to save the world. I'm trying to free your mind, Neo, but I can only show you the door. You're the one that has to walk through. It seems that you've been living two lives. I've seen an agent punch through a concrete wall. Men have emptied entire clips of them and hit nothing but air. Everyone who has fought an agent has died. But where they have failed, you will succeed. So what do you need? Guns. Lots of guns. No one has ever done anything like this. That's why it's going to work. Mr. Anders. What are you trying to tell me? That I can dodge bullets? No, Mia trying to tell you that when you're ready, you won't have to.
Hey, so we just watched The Matrix. Hi. Just come out of the cinema. Currently sat in the car park. <laughs> Surrounded by people getting takeaways. Um, so, oh my god! How, how much fun was oh that? Oh my god! Like, we're, obviously we're going to go into a lot more detail, and Andy's doing the research this this week, so I'm really interested to listen to that. But the whole time I'm sat there going. I fucking love cinema! <laughs> this is so cool! It was so good watching it from a different viewpoint mm-hmm. to, to just watch, you know, I've seen that, I've seen this film ten times probably. Yeah. And I've never really appreciated just how good it is in, in terms of the, the dialogue, the exposition. The language, just to that language of it. So, so clever. Yeah. It... And mixed with some of the best uh, action, action scenes of certainly the oh, 90s. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's weird coming from. I mean, we watched Terminator Two, didn't we, mm-hmm. uh, a year or two ago? Yeah. Um, on its re-release, and that was a great experience. That was fantastic. That was that was really good. Cool. That was for just a little bit of background about Andy and myself. As we probably mentioned a couple of times, we've got a little bit. Well, we've got a toddler, and the when we went to see Terminator Two, the re-release. That was like literally like a week, a week yeah. or two weeks before our son was born. So I'm like sat there massively heavily proud and going, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> I'm not going to the cinema for a while. But to yeah, to watch a film that we both love and have seen so many times on TV, so on the small screen, to watch it in the cinema yep. is amazing. And fun fact, Ooh. um, it's the same. That's the same cinema I went to see Matrix Reloaded. That's really cool. Uh, I think the many years six ago. are probably a bit better than they were yeah, then. Was Sixteen years ago, maybe. Lazy boys. Sixteen, two thousand three. Matrix Reloaded. Sounds like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, just wanted to record something quickly as we came out of the cinema. Because we're both buzzing. Just to, yeah, <laughs> record the high because yeah, I I probably know that film. Better than I know a lot of like mm-hmm. the majority of films I've seen. Did you have this on video? Yeah, I had it on DVD. Yeah. You had it on DVD. I had it VHS. Oh, yeah. fancy! Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no I had it on DVD. I watched it quite a lot, and and this was one where, you know, I, a lot of the, the the plot I can I've got memorized. You know, it's one. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I I knew it. Because it's good few years since I've seen this film. I had, like I said, that there's some VHS. This was one of my high rotation Saturday films. I've watched it probably a couple dozen times at least. Yeah, it's uh, just so good. It's so good. <laughs> the uh, um, obviously we're gonna go. Well, Andy's gonna go into more of the breakdown scenes, but oh, my reaction after the um, after the opening scene. Not what well, the opening scene's amazing. The, op- the opening amazing. scene. The opening scene. You turned to me and went, "I forgot I fucking get this film." Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. okay, like, there's the thing with rewatching these films. Like, I've got them on my head, and I think I know these films so well. I lose the appreciation of actually how yeah. good these films. I think are. it does take going to going to see it at the cinema and they're, they're re-releasing a lot of films, mm-hmm. um, which is a great thing. To watch them at the cinema, you sort of appreciate just how, because you, you're able to compare them to the, the films you see at the cinema now. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And and 
it's in that context it's just i mean that blows everything out of the water that yeah. you've seen in the cinema well just before like the trailers one of the trailers for this was for a re-release of apocalypse now and i've seen apocalypse now Andy, <laughs> have you seen apocalypse now <laughs> i haven't we'll be, watch, <laughs> we'll be watching that soon because the trailer for that looked awesome yeah i mean it is um harrison ford do you know what? So I watched. I, not going off on a tangent. I watched. Here we are. <laughs> massive tangent. I watched Apocalypse Now years ago, like as a teenager, and didn't put two and two together. There, when when he popped up on the um, trailer, I was like, oh, "Hello, hello, hello." Speaking of hello, oh Keanu. Keanu Reeves. Oh. What a stud. Oh, beautiful man. Well, I'll I'll carry on this. You can't have it too. Um, <laughs> um, so we'll hand over to the uh, hopefully better recording. Yeah, yeah, apologies. The whole podcast is not in this. This is just for excited. <laughs> um, we're going to go home. Yeah. Um, so we will hand over to Andy and Haley of the studio world. Yeah. Um, and we, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of woohoo's. That was awesome. That was so cool. Right. See you later. Bye. Bye. We need guns. Lots of guns. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to use that. <laughs> no. Crap. I told you which one I was going to use. I thought I thought I'd twist it. Go on. You say the one, Sean, you were going to use. Come on. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. <laughs> that, was, that was Morpheus. That was Morpheus. Yeah. Uh, well, what a film. <laughs> So good. So good. I mean, not to not to get too carried away, but you turned you turned to me in the cinema after the first scene, the opening scene with Trinity, and you said, "I forgot how fucking good this film is." <laughs> and yeah, I mean, the opening scene. Come on. Oh. So a bit of information on that yes, scene. Yes, please. Um, so, so that was obviously incredible. The use of the camera, the three hundred and sixty degree camera. Um, and it, what it did really well was it drew you in. You, you know, you wanted to know what is what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Where is she from? Who are the agents? How can she jump the building? Well, the, I liked like the actual, literally the not the opening shot, the opening shot of Trinity of the and they use it a lot through the film of when both the foreground and the background are in focus. Yeah. And I think that that really it's your eye knows it's wrong. But also, it's 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 showing it clear, and I think that's obviously it's a little like this world isn't quite set in reality yeah. with that before we actually know that the yeah it's the matrix. So the the opening scene um, basically is that there's a bit of a uh, bit of interesting stuff on on the relating to the budget of this film. Okay. So I don't know you you might know a lot of this stuff. No, no, no. So basically, Warner Brothers um, we're going to give the Wachowski twins. 10 million dollars for okay. this film yeah so they give them 10 million mm-hmm. they spent the vast majority of that on the opening scene okay wow okay in order to st- sort of strong on <gasps> them i had heard that yeah. yeah they were sort of like right we're gonna sp- blow the budget yeah. and they go look what we can do exactly, exactly and then that. they'll go oh okay here's a few million more well so that's exactly what they did and it worked i mean you can you can see exactly yeah. why um, so they actually got a budget in the end. They wanted eighty million dollars. Uh, they got sixty-three million dollars. Okay. So they got a you know a substantial increase in their budget, um, but that was the that was probably why the the opening scene is so good. 
because, because they, they were really, said. really making this kind. Yeah. Um, and they actually wanted, you know, the chase along the city uh, roofs. Yes. They wanted that to actually take place on city roofs. Wow. Um, but that, that was actually just the soundstage. Yeah, you can see lo- in the background. Was a lot of the soundstage. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, um, it, it wasn't actually. So it was actually filmed in Sydney, Australia. Oh wow! Uh, for tax reasons. Right. Um. So the the um, the scene where he's in the city and he's, he's so the external. Because I yeah. I was thinking that like the because I noticed uh, on this watching that um the uh, phone books there's two phone yeah, books in a city, lot of the scenes. City dialogue. Uh, city. I think it's just city city phone, yeah. yeah. And it was in his office. There's nothing else in his little pod except for the the phone books. And then again, I clocked them again. Uh, when it went Oracle. to the oracles and it was like oh city this is a non-specific city it's a city that i think it's designed to look like every city and no city well the actual specific places that they reference which doesn't happen often but mm. when whenever they say a specific um street or wherever that's um they're chicago based oh. that's where the Wachowskis are from okay nice so um it was shot in sydney all the exteriors uh, that they were the final uh, locations for was Sydney right. or surrounding areas, um, but the actual uh, any references to the place were Chicago. Oh wow, that's cool. So, but it, no, it's a good point because the city itself. I mean, maybe because we've we've never been and mm-hmm. um, I guess American audiences and you know more audiences this side of the world wouldn't necessarily recognise. No, no, I think um, yeah, no, because well, we've never yeah I've never been Sydney, never been to Chicago, so it's so yeah <laughs> the uh, um, two definitely on the. Uh, the bucket list um but yeah and no, i would never have called it maybe because it's raining as well i don't associate rain with <laughs> no, very sure. associate rain with probably chicago and, and possibly that, so. another thing um that they chose to do uh, they actually you may have heard this again um but they anything that happened inside the matrix was tinted green <sighs> ah j- okay so very slightly or, yeah. they, or they sucked out the blue from it so you wouldn't recognize it as being a sunny place like sydney you wouldn't recognize yeah. it you, you recognize it as being quite cold muted yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah i did notice red a lot when it was in the i don't know if if this is just that i just clocked it um but red seems to really hot on in the matrix scenes okay. um so at the at the very start um i think when uh when neo's been escorted out of the building when they've caught him when he was going to go off on the roof and he was like no <laughs> and he comes out there's a, a a woman behind him in like a um a red coat and then a red car passes back in the in the uh, background and then when he's the whole uh, blue pill red pill scene the chairs a leather red leather chairs yeah. and then the woman in the red dress and i don't know if that was Maybe a little nod to maybe something like Schindler's List with the you know the 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 pop of red and um, other films like um, oh what is it red 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 no red 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 oh my god I see dead people Sixth Sense I had a little brain fart there (laughs) Sixth Sense that red is is used. All the way through, whenever there's a ghost, there's red in it. So whether why would there I... be ghosts? Go watch Sixth Sense. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> no spoilers there. No spoilers. Didn't, ghosts. Didn't I see dead people. Yeah. 
I guess it's Dusty Hot Spice. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. You're, you're putting out the spoilers. <laughs> There's a no, twist. No, no. There's a twist. Shock. I'm not sure. It's Bruce Willis the whole time. <gasps> what? The boy's Bruce Willis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine. I see myself. Um, yeah, the, the red. I, I, I clocked oh, I that, didn't on this, that on this watching. Right, okay. Um, so the, the scene, um, So I lo- absolutely love the scene where um, Neo first talks to Morpheus. On the so, phone or on in the phone? The, in on the, the phone, phone yeah. So we're we're jumping a little bit from the Trinity, you know, Trinity uh, scene, which we'll get back to. But I love that when he when he's on the phone to um, to Morpheus and he looks up from his his cubicle <gasps> and they all turn and they all turn and he's like shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good, so good. And that that how tense is that scene mm-hmm. when he's when he's trying to make his way to the to the corner office. Stay low, go now. Go. No, oh, it's just fantastic. And um, no way, the... no way. <laughs> uh, Interestingly, Keanu Reeves did that stunt. He got out on the thirty-fourth floor uh, of that building. Knowing Keanu Reeves, as in John Wick, Keanu Reeves, yeah. and and just the awesome dude that he actually is, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'd imagine that he does seem to go, like, yeah. So there's no, cam- no camera trickery there when he's clinging onto the side. Shit! Of the so it was literally that high. Yeah, yeah, thirty-fourth floor. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <gasps> Not messing around. That was that was actually him. That's insane. I thought when you when you're saying like, oh yeah, he did the stunt, maybe five stores up, but no camera trickery. Literally, it was that high up. That, oh yeah, yeah. Wow. No camera, nothing. It was all him, all all in that scenario. Yeah. So, the, but he's probably not actually having to act terrified. No, <laughs> yeah. like no way, I'm not doing that. Man. Yeah. And <laughs> um, so the the opening scene where we meet Neo. Um, and these computers talking to him, and mm-hmm. um, that has a timestamp on it. I can't remember the exact time. I must admit, it was in nineteen ninety eight. That's when it's it sets it up. That's when the film started. Okay. And at the end of the film is uh, it's about nineteen months the course of this film. Ah, which, so with his hair, his hair growing yeah. back, his eyebrows grow back. I thought it must have been quite. So the, there's timestamps on the screens uh, from beginning to end that actually tell you how long the films lasted. Because it could be a month, couldn't it? Mm-hmm. It could be. You don't really know what period of time it is. That's mm-hmm. just a little Easter egg, I think. Uh, with that, with that, um, his room. I did clock something. And okay. I was like, oh, I, 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 okay, this is this is me sort of thinking it. His room was room 101. Yes. You actually said that in the, in the cinema, you sort of made it, where you tensed a little bit. That's and like, that's a thing. That's a thing. It's got to be a thing. So I love um, 1984, George Orwell. George Orwell. We've got the book right here. Yeah, I absolutely love that. But the, the movie's incredible. The book's incredible. The story, just the whole premise of it. Big Brother. But in for those of you who don't know, for in nineteen eighty four, Andy is holding up the book. I've got the book. You can't see it, but I'm prop. Go, I'm, go, I'm going to tap the microphone with ah. it. It's proof. It's a hardback. <laughs> Just perforate everyone's eardrums. <laughs> I think a flick through the pages probably wouldn't. Bang on the microphone. Um, so in nineteen eighty four, the room one hundred and one is in the Ministry of Love, and it's where the party sends people, the prisoners to subject them to their worst nightmares, fears. The, the, uh, um, it's the famous um, putting the rats in a cage on his head. That People might know that as, as a torture thing, that it's from 1984 in Room 101. So I was like, oh, is it, is it that, the sort of dystopian future linking to that? But also, I was also thinking about it, and we don't have this in England, but I from, from pop culture and from... Uh, um, TV shows, 
and lots in Mean Girls and things like that. If you're on something 101 in America, that is the entry level entry le- yeah. into like the introduction to yeah. a subject. Which is really clever. And I think that is him. So his room, his hacking and his way into the computer was his entry level into the matrix but also as a, as a side thing of that it was a setup to this that it's going to be this dystopian future well the the that was why the i had people, a little <laughs> <laughs> the people out the door of course are, are very addressed in quite an ambiguous way as well yeah. you don't really know what time it is and of course we, we find out yeah and also the 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 white rabbit and well there's alice the, down the wonder hole and um, that there's so many references wonder to Wonderhole. Wonderland. Wonderhole, very, very different, different thing. Very different thing. That's Matrix XX. I'd imagine, that, I'd imagine there is a film that is Alice down the Wonderhole. <laughs> Chase that rabbit. Uh, well, interesting, <laughs> you, you mentioned this, the, the sort of messages that run through it. I mean, what what they've done here, obviously it's quite a, a relatively high level, sort of psychological, philosophical mm-hmm. uh, film. Um, and there's quite a few different things in that scene um, where, where Neil gives the disc to... Uh, rabbit woman and the guy rabbit woman it was in um, yeah she looked familiar she was in a, uh, like home and away or something like All that right. which would make sense if it was filmed in Australia excellent uh, nice, nice. I, think it was, I think it was home and away not not neighbours yeah racist or like sweet valley high or something like that it was okay. one of those around the twist <laughs> Have you ever, <laughs> ever felt like this? Okay, we don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> you either know it or you don't. Um, so there's loads of things like that. So the uh, in the um, in that scene, he gets the the discs out of a book. Yeah. So that is relevant. So that's a book uh, called uh, Simulacra and Simulation oh. by Jean Baudrillard. Baudrillard. John Baudrillard. So that's um, Jumby. So that's one of the books that the Wachowskis got the principal cast and crew to read Ooh. before actually engage it before reading the script even. Nice. So the, What's it about? So there's that. There's out of control and evolutionary psychology that they're all taught that which is sort of an introduction to psychological elements oh, of the script. Nice. So the the chapter. This is really cool. The chapter in which the discs were stored, yeah. that, he had, that he's hollowed out, um, is a chapter called Oh Nihilism. So nihilism is uh, so it's defined here as a rejection of all religious and moral yeah. moral principles. I, I studied that. Uh, in. in the belief that life is meaningless. Yeah, psychology, sociology, so, yeah. So um, nihilism is, is a sense of despair um, and that life is devoid of any meaning, which of course is exactly what Neo's experiencing. And of course, and it is. That's in nineteen eighty four as well. Oh, brilliant! Okay. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that that when I did it of English lit, we we looked into nihilism in relation to it. <gasps> so that's really cool, isn't nice. it? That's such a. We'll get onto a few more of them later on because there's some really good uh, Morpheus and uh, Nebuchadnezzar as well. Uh, there's such some a meanings cool to name. that. And that Nebuchadnezzar is something. Right. Well, let, it escapes me what it is. Let but me I remember, tell you. Yeah, please. Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, it's a biblical reference to King Nebuchadnezzar the second of Babylon. Right. Yeah. Uh, in the book of Daniel, um, and his story basically the relevance to to the Matrix is uh, he has a dream that he can't remember and he keeps searching for an answer. 
Does it drive him crazy? Uh, probably. I think the I'm Bible, sh- isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure it's something that he, yeah, he can never find the answer to it. So, so it, no, yeah. So um, Morpheus, oh, nice. Morpheus is the captain of the Nebuchadnezzar, who's, which is obviously linked to dreams in its own way. But in Greek mythology, mm. Morpheus is the god of dreams. <gasps> really? Yeah. How cool is that? So Morpheus, uh, he wakes people from their dreams, as yeah. in Neo and and Cipher and everyone else. Oh, um, Cipher. Yeah. Boo. Boo. He was in the Goonies. Oh right. <laughs> oh, of course he was. Of course he was. Jesus. He was yeah. the brother. He was. Of course he was. Yeah. yeah. The the the, the wearing nice. brother. Nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's uh, dick in that too. <laughs> he's got been typecast. <laughs> Um, so the the idea of dreams and you answer, you mentioned Alice in Wonderhall, <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> how there's there's so many different things running through this, and I mean it took quite it took the Wachowskis quite a while to actually get this film made, as you can imagine. Well, you can do a degree in matrixology, you know. Really. There there is a degree, and I remember like learning about it. That you could do a degree in it, and and being at when I was at college, and like, oh, that's such a like Mickey Mouse degree and it's like have you ever watched the film there's yeah. so many because it's not just a degree into it it'll be into all these ideologies and things like that as well so there's all sorts of things running through there's um, another one that was to do with the Nebuchadnezzar as well so there's a, there's a, an inscription that you get a close up of the, an inscription on the on the ship um, it says made in the USA yeah uh, in 2069 which is you know just gives you a bit of context but also says Mark 3 number 11 the, okay. model, the model number. So that really doesn't mean anything. No. But <laughs> I found this, this is fantastic. So that's a possible reference to Mark 3.11 in the Bible, which reads, And whenever the, those possessed by evil spirits caught sight of him, they would fall down in front of him, shrieking, You are the Son of God. <gasps> which is a reference possibly to Neo. Neo, to yeah. The, to the one. You know, Neo is very much a Jesus figure. He's yeah. the saviour of humanity. So how cool is that? That's really just something that you really don't wouldn't even notice. Oh, I love stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. <gasps> so that that's so cool. You know, that's that's the level that we're looking at, and this was a real labor labor of love for Wachowskis. They they went through a lot to get this film made. This wasn't their first film because it, it wasn't no. So but they, it, was it their big first big yeah, film? Yeah, kind of. They they had this script. It went through fifteen different screenplays, rewrites, six hundred storyboards. Like wow. it was, it was tough to get this made. It was initially a comic sort of idea. Yeah. Um. So they sold it to Warner Brothers. Right. Uh, they didn't want them to direct it though. And, <laughs> and this is which. Yeah. Well, this is Wachowski. <coughs> Rocky, anyone? <laughs> so the Wachowskis, um, obviously were very keen that this was their vision. This yeah. was their real. Um, it's a baby. This is their baby, yeah. Yeah, so well, they, just with the research that they've done, like you said yeah. about the the background stuff, yeah. they've been looking and into this for years. years and years. Yeah, it really was. So they, uh, in order to prove themselves to Warner Brothers, they went and made just went and made a film. <laughs> uh, so they went and they went and directed a film called Bound, uh, which was in the sort of the mid nineties. Yeah, really good. Uh, Gina Gershon. Yeah, Chucky, Bride of Chucky. Right. She's, she's in. Um, you'll know her from uh, Liar Liar. Yeah, she's the um, okay. the uh, the woman. The woman. In the <laughs> she's she's a woman in Liar Liar. Um, so this really good film. So they went and made uh, that. It wasn't a sci-fi film. It was just a no, crime no. sort of drama film. Of course, Wachowskis you would associate with being very much sci-fi directors. Yeah, I, they yeah. Did, it was um, 
what was the film they did? It was a few years ago now. It didn't really do very well. They did V for Vendetta. They, <sighs> yeah, I, think, I can see that. Uh, um, Jupiter Ascending is the one I'm thinking oh. of, which was trash. Oh, God, we didn't make it through it, did we? I think we tried about three times to watch it. <laughs> Couldn't get through it. They did Cloud Atlas as well. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's um, good. And, and Long, but good. So, you know, they they definitely have abilities as directors. Mm. I mean, you can see from certain people's, certain actors' uh, deliveries of these lines. Mm-hmm. You know, Neo is Keanu Reeves. That's fine. Keanu, <laughs> Keanu's doing the job there. That's fine. But like Hugo Weaving. Is that... Um, that's Agent Smith. Yeah. Who's just unbelievable. Oh, he's fantastic, isn't it? He yeah. just really, really pulls you in. I mean, he's probably my favourite character. I think I love that... I'd forgotten how intense it was that when he... Um, when he's like... Uh, he doesn't say it. The, uh, another Smith agent, another agent goes, maybe we're asking the wrong questions. And he, he sends him away and takes his yeah. thing and he's like, I must get free yeah. and all that. He is terrifying, well, that's, that, there's a There's a... Uh, strands through the sequels as well where Agent Smith is he's not like the other agents no yeah he's there's a bit more to him and obviously that gets to the point where it just ruins the whole thing but <laughs> I mean I, I have I have a lot of love for Matrix Reloaded um, where obviously Agent Smith we won't get into spoilers so much although if you've seen The Matrix you've seen The Matrix Reloaded right? mm-hmm, yeah. by this point um, it becomes very much Agent Smith the, the other two Bit when there's literally like, like a thousand agents. Yeah, so in, in Matrix Reloaded, you know, spoiler alert for that, just skip ahead. But um, there's a scene where Neo uh, goes to speak to the Oracle, mm-hmm. and a hundred, like, unlimited number of Agent Smiths. That's when the CG's really, it's really bad, really isn't bad it? CG. It's, it's... I, I, lo- I love the scene because it's ludicrous and there's yeah. a quite some quite good uh, moments in it. But the CGI is bad. Yeah. Really, really I bad. I think I do... It, it's like, it, it, There's no way getting around it. It is bad. But I do have a little bit of a... Like, understand... Like, sympathy or empathy with, with them sort of... When the CG is very bad in things. Because it it's learning. You wouldn't get to the level of CG that we have now without the things that oh, have come sure. before it. And they've gone, that's really bad. We need to work on that. But some of but the, some <laughs> of the best, the best things about this film are done in camera. Yeah. Or, you know, there's camera trickery involved, mm-hmm. but the best thing, you know, no one's going to see the matrix for the machines. No, they look trash. That's fine. It's, it was the nineties. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you give it a pass for that. You're going for the, the in camera stunts, which are yeah. incredible. And the bullet, the, the, for the bullet t- so the um the bullet time thing obviously iconic and it was parodied mm-hmm. beyond <laughs> scary <laughs> movie doesn't yeah, it great yeah it's parodied i think within two years it'd been parodied 20 30 times because wow. they created it for they this, created they? it yeah so they, they come up with so it. they went through quite a few different uh, ideas but they actually ended up um using a rig of of 120 cameras I- so it's still cameras so it was you can kind of tell, I think, the way it moves around. Well, have you did? I don't know if you you've seen an image of this. We'll put an image on the on the Instagram of it. Of the the room is enormous. Mm. These cameras are in, and it is it literally. Have you have you seen the? I've not seen the, the picture. It's, no. it's amazing. I watched a documentary of it years ago of them doing it. It's in a big green room, and just camera, 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 camera. Was well, hundred and twenty of them, and then they're stitched stitched together to give a sort of three sixty. And of course, that's used in the opening scene with Trinity as oh, well. I love 
which is brilliant when she jumps in the air. Was it like three minutes in? And it's like, okay, on board. <laughs> if that, I mean, that opening scene, because you, you, Bond does that to a great effect yeah. and, and a lot of action films have sort of cottoned on of, of how to grab your your audience straight away. Yeah. And it just does such a good job. Oh, well, it sets it up. Kick-ass, strong female character slash lead. I think she's sort of... Yeah, she's, she's, she's one of the leads, yeah. No, I know I think she is. Like, she's integral to the story. I know Neo is, but she's driving her love for him. And, yeah. and um, that I, I love that. And I love the, the, the police guy. And he's like, oh, it's fine. It's just to get one little girl. Your and men like, are already dead. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we're on board with Trinity. So Agent Smith... Um, so there's a couple of rumours as to where he got the sort of characterization from. One of them is that he took sort of 1950s newscasters, okay. which you can kind of see the sort of very straight-laced, yeah. um, the way in which he spoke. And also he t- actually took it from the Wachowski twins themselves. Are they, are they like that, though? Yeah, well, seemingly. I've not seen <laughs> many interviews with them, but um, he took direct influence from them. Wow. Uh, the, with the whole 1950s thing, because obviously... It, it, the the matrix is created by uh, beings that are well futuristic ones that are just getting things from history and from TV shows and that. I wonder if they've that is like a conscious thing. If they've gone right, we're going to use or he's gone right. They've created this world. I'm. They'll have seen video footage of how people Maybe. created and that is what they think the authority figures yeah. look like. Well, the way they're dressed. Yeah. The, the sunglasses and the the suits mm-hmm. are just incredible. The stylization of them oh, yeah. is just... It's one of the most iconic things about the film, the agents. And it is the authority figure. Yeah, yeah. they immediately stand out as being... When you think about it, it's like men in black. Mm-hmm. They're dressed like men in black. Yeah. But you don't you never get that same vibe. No. Obviously, it's a comedy, men in black. But the I don't know, the way... Hugo Weaving in particular, he's the standout sort of character he's he's more of a character than the other two but the way he plays it is just phenomenal yeah he's so arch and so, yeah <laughs> so hammy and, and oh, absolutely love him in this um the the scene so we'll we'll jump around to a couple more of the the actual action the fight scenes mm-hmm. the scene in the uh, lobby which is again one of the, <laughs> yeah, that scene. which is again an iconic scene um and it's that was all done in camera no CGI whatsoever. I I've watched again. I watched back in the day. Yeah. I watched the making like a uh, documentary of it, and it was insane how they did it. All the gunfire, the explosions, and everything, practical effects. Yeah, it's all polystyrene blocks. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. And they um they made they cast the guns to make them really lightweight for when they're doing all the stunts, but they also made heavier versions for when they were dropping on the floor, so they'd have that weight to them. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That is so cool in film and the doesn't it in John Wick and things like that uh, of when they just throw away the guns they're empty let's throw them away we've yeah. got more we've got more ah like, oh, where are they getting them from <laughs> <laughs> and you've also got um, the the panel at the end you, there's, this, there's a shot at the end where the panel falls off yeah. that wasn't actually intentional really that was just they were the, the camera was filming and they the, close the, it. The, the, the panel and the sort of left hand side falls off and yeah. they thought let's keep that in <gasps> that's amazing because it's so well timed oh, perfect but it must have been it must have been like a bit of a shockwave from the, the lift door yeah. shutting and it's just pinged yeah, off it was perfect <gasps> so that was actually not intentional and um, we've also got the, the helicopter scene which again is a fantastic scene where Morpheus is Morpheus is uh, being tortured essentially yes. 
um, and Trinity and Neo come up in the chopper. Yeah. So that delayed um, filming and actually got film nearly got filming shut down because they were f- they were actually flying through uh, restricted Sydney airspace. Shit. So they're actually doing they were doing this. Well, that is that is I I don't think that is Karen Reeves and uh, no. Lawrence Fishburne, but that is clearly two men. Yeah. Holding yeah. on or strapped to a pole, being dragged around the city on well, a, that, an the window. I forget that was actually the the window of a production company in Sydney. Really? Yeah. That's, a, a, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's it's incredible how how they did these things in, and that's why the the sequels are so disappointing in many ways, because they so heavily rely in, in CGI. CG. And that'll be budgetary. That they'll have had such great ideas that they couldn't have done in this film. I think time as well. Like this film was ninety nine. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. That um, in the nineties they they did everything. In they did everything. What these films that we're watching, and ones that we weren't necessarily doing this. That when we've been rewatching lots of like nineties thrillers, they didn't have the technology to it, so they just had to. F- film it yeah. they had to have, do it for real I think as because uh, it is well, look reload- at yeah exactly yeah, yeah exactly the, the explosions and all that are real reloaded that was quite a few years later 20, wasn't it uh, 2003 I think is it so like four four years later it was actually delayed because um, Keanu Reeves' girlfriend died in a car crash <gasps> um, not to bring the mood down but uh, well I could say something else that would bring the mood down as well but they they lost a child as well. Um, Shit, at the same time? Yeah, uh, t- uh, 2000, I think. So the the, the sequels were meant to, to film straight off the back of uh, of The Matrix, but Keanu Reeves obviously didn't um, feel up to it, and, and it was delayed. I mean, that's probably why it was four years. Wow. I'm sure the intention wasn't for it to be four years. Um, but it's re- very, very sad. I knew that he'd, that he'd had this, these horrible, tragic things, because obviously he lost his... Uh, best friend as well in um, River Phoenix um, overdosed at the Viper Den yeah. which is Johnny Depp's bar, well was Johnny Depp's bar um, that's really tragic really sad really sad so I mean sorry to bring the mood down a little bit no there. but it's, it's part of the, the part of the process yeah so the helicopter scene almost shut down production that's it wow yeah. uh, which you can understand you'd be pretty pissed off especially if they didn't get clearance they uh, didn't get clearance for it. Well, it was it was restric- restricted airspace, so that implies <laughs> that they didn't get clearance for it. Um, the laws were actually changed in order to allow filming to proceed. Wow. Because obviously, if you're if you think of Australia, Sydney, in the nineties, this was probably a big get for them. Yeah, it's up and coming. You look at like yeah. G- Georgia, the the way that um, you know Avengers and stuff films in Georgia because of the tax breaks mm-hmm. that makes Georgia a, well, it did until the abortion law changed. Because um, a lot of companies are actually leaving, because of yeah, because they they don't want they don't want to be associated with understandably yeah absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> and, uh, one of the one of the things in that with regards to that is they don't want to force their um, the female actresses act actors or script writers or anything like to that to live there to live there yeah it, because it's not fair yeah no to, 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 it could affect their personal life yeah, their professional life they're essentially uh, restricting the human rights yeah by making them work in georgia so so there's a big threat really and and it's it's a bit of a contention whether you agree with it or not obviously you disagree with it if you're a sane person but um <laughs> the the law to to ban abortions but 
um, there is a bit of a debate with regards to how much influence these media companies can have. Yeah. Because really, on the face of it, Marvel drop backing out of Georgia shouldn't influence law. Well, it's that, and it's how much does a set of French, uh, how does much does money affect yeah. the well, laws? It is, yeah, well, it's exactly, money. Exactly. It's, it's nothing to do with the fact that it's a film company or whatever. It's it's bringing if, money to the area. Yeah, and they've actually there's there's been loads of studios and things built in Georgia specifically oh. because of the tax breaks and specifically they're trying to make that a, a film hub in itself, and it's all going out the window. It has, it has the potential to go out the window just because of of this issue, <laughs> which is hundred percent commendable because it's yeah, ridiculous. definitely yeah, massive issue. Yeah. There's uh, another fight scene, the subway fight scene, <gasps> which again, there's so many great fight scenes, and yeah. we'll get onto the stunt coordinator on this. Because the set piece, set piece, set piece, yeah, not sword. in a bad way, because no. a lot of times when you, you talk about films, you go, oh, there was it's just set piece after set piece. These are these drive the story. Yeah. They are needed For within sure. the story. So the the only thing I've really got on the subway scene, apart from it being absolutely awesome, <laughs> is uh, it went ten days over the schedule. That, so they, that, that's they really took their time on it, and I guess you can tell. Oh, you can, you tell. can tell. You can tell. Every every punch is landed yeah. solidly. There's no. You get with a lot of films that uh, the you'll get like a dodgy like whoa that didn't they didn't actually hit them there <laughs> with this everyone is perfect. Oh, it's brilliant. Even his little flex and his dust plume. Of, I love that <laughs> every time he does. It, every time uh, Neo goes, he's he's falling on the floor, and agent thinks that he's won and he stands up and does a little flex <laughs> and he goes poof I love that I love it the um, that scene really it's a it's a journey for Neo because he's so keen to to prove Morpheus right he steps up to to Agent Smith and he he wins mm-hmm. by all right by all rights he should have won because Agent Smith got hit by the train mm-hmm. he walk, he's walking away victorious and Agent Smith pops out of this subway yeah. chain, and that's at that point Neo goes. Neo thinks, "Oh, I cannot win this." Yeah. And he runs away. And he's a go now. Yeah. And, and but that's brilliant. Yeah. That, like you say, it's a set piece, but it tells you a, a mini story within the film, of how, ne- how Neo is is coming to terms with what he's actually being asked to do. Mm-hmm. He he, he tries it. He essentially does it, and he still fails. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it, that that growth of the character is just exceptional within such a such a great fight scene. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not often you see something like that. No, it's fantastic. It's and when he when he goes he's like uh, when he's got him round the scruff and he's like Mr. Anderson. He's like, my name is Neo. He's like yes, it is Thomas Anderson. Thomas, do you know what? I never clocked before how many times I've seen this that his name is Tom. Yeah, <laughs> just Tom, Tom yeah. Anderson, little Tommy Anderson. <laughs> The um, there's some interesting stuff about this. This is pure. This has no relevance to the film at all. But some some guy has just uh, screenshotted the uh, the scene where Agent Smith is showing uh, Neo his criminal record. Okay. Okay. So again, this has no relevance to the film, but it's quite interesting. So you've got uh, Thomas Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, the, Mr. His date of birth on his uh, crime record, criminal record is the 11th of March 1962. Okay. Which at the time would make him 37. Oh. Um, Neo's place of birth 
is listed as lower downtown capital city so that that goes to what you were saying of just being a generic it's city, city. Yeah. yeah it's not it's not anywhere particular his mother's name was michelle mcgay 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 in australia <laughs> uh, neil's father was john anderson this he went to anderson. central west junior high that's you do and Owen Patterson High, which was named after one of the film's uh, producers. Nice. Or production designers, rather. Um, but seconds later, this is why I'm bringing this up. Seconds later, it shows the passport, his passport. Okay. Which um, says his date of birth is 1971. Oh. A full nine years after the uh, the criminal record. So we... Which would make him 27, which I think is more realistic. Yeah. Um, that's realistic. Um, for Keanu Reeves that is a vampire apparently well, um, have you heard of the story of the uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's credible yeah, he does not age watching this film having watched John Wick again oh my recently, god it shaved it shaved short hair John, John yeah, Wick yeah for sure <laughs> um, and interestingly again this has no relevance to the film but the expiry of his passport was 9-11 Shit. 9-11 2001 which is just purely coincidental and really doesn't mean anything, but it's quite interesting passport given yeah. what that means. Um, so <laughs> that was a tangent. Yeah, good tangent. Tom Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> but the fight scenes. So the fight scenes were were choreographed by uh, Wu Ping Yuan. Okay. Uh, I believe you pronounce it. it so sort a of legendary um, stunt coordinator. Right. So the Wachowskis were desperate to have this guy in. Um, he was like he was their only choice. But he didn't want to do it. Mm. Even after reading the script, didn't want to do it, wasn't interested. So he demanded what he thought was an impossible fee. And they went, yeah, have it. To be fair, it's, yeah, it's, so what was his name? Uh, his name is uh, Wu Ping Yuan. Yuan. Uh, it's Y U E N. Yuan? Yuan. So. What, yeah, whatever it is. Sorry, we're not Apologies. very good. Yeah, with the pronunciations of it. So had he done many Amer- like English films? He'd no, done- so he did uh, Snake in the Eagle's Shadow okay. uh, in 1978, uh, which was, uh, which really launched Jackie Chan's career. Right. Along with no, drunk- I was thinking, like, I know that now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, drunken Master as well. Mm-hmm. So there is, a, there is a part of it when um, Neo's getting his uh, training. There's, there's, he's got Taekwondo. Oh! <gasps> Drunken Drunk, boxing. Drunken boxing. I clocked that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a reference to Drunken Master, which was a Jackie Chan film, nice. um, directed by uh, the the stunt coordinator. Fantastic. I, I I clocked that. They hold on it a little bit, yeah. a little bit longer because we obviously went to see it at the cinema, so it's a massive yeah. screen. You can see more of it. So that's why. Nice. So, um, he also worked. Um, on, on a, a number of, of big films with uh, Jet Li and um, and also so a Fist of Legend in 1994, which is the, the, the film that really got the Wachowski's uh, attention. Nice. In terms of... They were like, like, I want to make I this. want this guy. Um, so uh, the Fist of Legend was a, a remake of a, a Bruce Lee film, Fist of Fury. Oh, that is a good film. But... Um, so, well... Oh, the Bruce Lee thing. No, this, this there is, is some Bruce Lee re- yeah. references. So even when he, when he's training, when he's fighting, fighting Morpheus, Morpheus yeah, 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 yeah. and he does the little, um, you can't see me doing it, yeah. but I'm I'm doing a little like, 
little hand hands signal. And he touches his nose and yeah. does like a, huh. Yeah. That's Bruce Lee. That's a, that I is, knew that, it was. That's an intentional Bruce Lee reference. Um, so so the the choreographer. Bloody I love Bruce Lee. I us. really wish I knew how to pronounce his name. Uh, Yuan? 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 Y U E N. Yuan. That, that's the Chinese currency, how you spell it. Yuan. Yuan. You went. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> brilliant. He, he went on to work on Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and Kill Bill, actually. Nice. So he's he became became more sort of American. two of my favorite films. Yeah, excellent. Um, he demanded because he, he didn't want to do this. Yeah. They paid him the money, and he said, "Right, I need all the actors to be tr- properly trained for months. Mm-hmm. They had to train for months and months to get." Well, if he's come from doing uh, Chinese martial art films, he'll have the actors will know their shit. Yeah. It, he's he's doesn't want to, I'm sure, go into some not first time directors, but basically novice directors with actors that are just there to be pretty. He'll yeah. have, like he'll want them to be right, I'm gonna tell you to do something, do it. Yeah. So, so he was, and and he wanted complete control of the fight scenes as well. So I guess again going on what you just said, he probably didn't want a western studio meddling in his craft yeah and, and also his legacy like if yeah. he's going to do this film all these films all these amazing martial arts artists that he's worked with he doesn't want to tarnish his reputation absolutely right yeah so he's so he's demanded the fee he's got it he wants full control he's got it mm-hmm. he wants the actors to be fully trained for months beforehand mm-hmm. he got it you can tell they look like Oh, they're brilliant. They're fantastic. And they do all their own fight scenes. so Even Laurie Fishburne, because he is a big guy to move. Well, he wasn't, this, he wasn't that big. He wasn't he's, that big. He's still... He's not big as in chunky. He, he's he's solid. He's, yeah. he's well, like he actually, 20 stone, 6 foot 2 man. He's, he tailored the fighting styles to suit the actors' um, personas. So, nice. and Trinity was a bit was more feminine, more graceful. Not feminine, I guess, graceful. Yeah. Um, uh, Morpheus's fight style was more uh, authoritative, which he's, you can totally more, see. He's um, more he's in control the whole time. But more like a a, a boxing sort of yeah. style to him to a stance. Yeah. Where he's he's he doesn't stay low like Neo gets low. Yeah. He's he's, he's carrying himself as a wiry yeah. boxer so that's really another thing so he got creative control and he was able to to show through the characters uh, a certain personality yeah sh- uh, through 100%. how they fought so that was that's probably why the fight scenes are so good is because they got this guy in who knew what he was doing and just let him do it yeah and and that's why you hire people I'll never get that with these directors yeah. that were like I want to could do everything even like um, Kubrick in, in not the last episode, in that uh, Clockwork Orange episode, he said, I'm not an actor, so I'll tell them what I want and let them do it. I don't, I don't get when, when, uh, when directors or producers come in and they're like, I want to write the theme to him, sing the theme to him, do all of it. It's like, no, you're hiring these people. Yeah. They know their Trust shit. Trust them to let do their job. Let them to do it, yeah. So... The Nokia eighty one ten. Oh my god! <laughs> when when that came on the screen, I was like, oh my god! I didn't have one of these phones. I had a Nokia thirty two ten. Thirty two ten was the one with the the aerial. Yeah. I had a uh, fascia, so a cover for it that had the little flip down. Really. The little beeping. 
<laughs> thing. It was <laughs> that purple. does not surprise me. It was way. it was gorgeous. Uh, so that I mean that's an iconic phone, and everyone wanted that. The spring loaded yeah. uh, phone, just just an eighty one ten. Just they they thought it looked cool. So they it used does that. look cool, and oh, they were right. Incredibly cool. Um, should we talk about some alternative castings, or do you, have you got anything you would like to? The only the only thing that I've got, and I remember again this this is years ago. I need to find this uh, making of documentary that I watched. Um, it was on the telly, ITV for people in England, uh, people in America. It's just channel three um they used to do like little movie how-to things of things and they did a, a matrix one that i watched and they uh they lobby scene do you know a bit where the they've come through and the the doors ping at the end and they l- drop the look at each other drop the bag split right. neo and yeah. trinity that took like 30 takes to do because they couldn't look at each other at the same time so they kept they kept going like one two three look drop run and they kept missing the cues it's like they have they have choreographed this this film that is this intricate dance routine basically and it's like you can't do one two three drop the bag and run i just thought that was yeah i thought that was very funny (laughs) and the glasses so the glasses were custom made for each character yes uh by blind uh at uh Glasses designer. Nice. Um, and what you cut? Yeah. So I I, clocked, I don't know this this uh, um might have a bit more information. I'm not sure. Um, that I noticed on this watching of it that you can see the actor's eyes through the glasses. They are they are blacked out. The glasses are, but you can actually still see the um what their eyes are doing. So they're acting. So you haven't got that sort of. Um, superhero thing where you've got the mask on and you're not getting the Spider-Man the issue yeah. with the Spider-Man thing is you can't see the actor's eyes you don't know the, the emotions lost is Morpheus doesn't have that um, it's all reflective yeah well it is except for one scene when uh, um, when Neo when he first Neo's come out of the Matrix and then he puts him back into the training program when you've got the gorgeous texture there's so many textures I noticed in the film the texture of the leather on the red chair and the plaster on the walls it's like when when they're in the matrix or in they're in the programs i'm sure they've done this so it's it's heightened reality okay the 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 texture is what you would see almost in a computer game do you know it's it's more than real life going off on a tangent there um <laughs> but so the the camera um drives straight up to Morpheus and he's like, uh, this is... And it's in the big white room. And it's like, this Get is this the, man a gun! Basically, <laughs> this is the training! We're not very good at launching this um, Speak for yourself. <laughs> Get this man a gun! He's got such a cool voice. <laughs> um, uh, he's... You, you're going straight up to him and his lenses are not mirrored. His glasses aren't mirrored. So they are blacked out and that's because they couldn't do it without the camera being reflected in his glasses. Right, so except for the seat, the blue pill, red pill scene, which presumably they digitally... No, that was, that was I think, from uh, um, remembering that, I think that was in sharp because it's not straight on. It's, it's above, it's looking down yeah. on it, the, the reflection of it. Very good though. It's so good. Yeah. Um, but the yeah, he's got the the black lenses, and then he turns, and he's got different. He's got the the mirrored lenses on again. Hi everyone. 
everyone, just taking a break from the podcast uh, just to tell you about something else that I do. Um, as you can probably tell from the podcast, I love movies. Uh, big film geek, big film fan. Um, but I also love making things and miniature things. So I've combined the two and I have made uh, lots of miniature tiny scale houses and buildings from famous movies. If that's something that you would be interested in looking at, I'd love you to go and have a look at them on Instagram at uh, McCool Collectibles or on Facebook. Um, we've got loads of things on there, so like them, comment, send me a message if you like them. Um, and also some of them are for sale. Which ones are for sale? Um, the Ghostbusters Firehouse. Excellent. Uh, Psycho. Uh, <laughs> and Up is on its way, the Up house. Excellent. So where do you go to find out more? That is on Instagram at McCool Collectibles. And how do you spell McCool? Oh, good question. That is M-C-K-O-O-L. Collectibles. <laughs> go and check them out follow us we love seeing new people back to the podcast bye welcome back hello surprise advert there surprise <laughs> <laughs> probably shouldn't say that um, uh, 10 points if you know what film that's from <laughs> get in touch instagram at it's the wrong way round that I'll say that because I have no idea what they are <laughs> Instagram at... How have you not seen? Email at... Oh, notseenpodcast at gmail.com. What else? Twitter! At notseenpodcast. Phone number? Oh seven. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do that. Right, so casting alternatives. Oh, okay. Casting alternatives, or do you want to know about their Oscar wins first? Oh, Oscars, please. Okay, so... So they did win some. Quite interesting, actually, this. Um, they won four Oscars. Nice. Uh, they won Best Film Editing. Yep. Understandable. Best Sound. The music is phenomenal. The music throughout the film, from start to finish, is exceptional. This got me very into metal music. Yeah, but, yeah. The bodies at the floor. Ah! Love it. So, Best Film Editing, Best Sound, Best Visual Effects, and Best Sound Effects Editing. It's all very much um, visual sound and, and yeah. sound, sound and visual. Um, the interesting thing about that is they won all four of the four Oscars they were nominated for. Mm-hmm. And that is the largest clean sweep of um, nominated categories for any film that's not been nominated for Best Picture. Wow. I, I, how has this not got Best Picture? Well, should we look at the... Uh, yeah, because t- like my, I think with this film, I think it was groundbreaking when it came out in terms of no one had ever seen this before and I don't get the whole sometimes snobby factor that comes in with with Oscars and things like that um that well it's a sci-fi film it wouldn't necessarily be treated in the same way as I guess unfortunately so the 72nd Academy Awards I'm going to get the right year this time it's the 2000 Oscars yes because it's the one after yeah yeah. Um, so best picture was American Beauty oh that seems that's fair (laughs) that seems fair to me it's a great film Um, (laughs) creepy uh, now knowing uh, certain uh, actors uh, preferences but sadly um, so obviously Kevin Spacey um 
let's see, Kevin Spacey, best actor, like okay, for, yeah. for the aforementioned film. Sam Mendes was best director. Um, I don't know what for. Uh, American Beauty. <laughs> oh, is he? <laughs> okay. I just had a terrible sort of cold sweat there. That was like Sam Mendes. What was the film? <laughs> um, uh, Hilary Swank won best actress. Was that Millions of the Baby? Or is that Big Boys Don't Cry? Who knows? One of the two. This is why we don't do the uh, Boys Don't Cry. It boys Don't been. Cry. <laughs> this is why we don't do this on air, I guess. So apologies. Michael came on Best Supporting Actor. Angelina Jolie. So, there's, you know, there's, there's some worthy winners. So the Best Picture was American Beauty, Sign of Hush Rules, nice. Green Mile. Okay. The it Inside. Had, it had, okay. The it, Insider and Sixth Sense. So Green Mile didn't win Best Picture. No, American I Beauty. I don't think that that did. That seems mad now, doesn't it? Have you seen Green Mile? No. I mean, that is, <laughs> we've got to do that. that. I know that oh. it's, yeah. We watched a little bit of it, The Prison Guard. That's that one, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, That's on the list. And that Shyamalan was, was up there for Best Director. Shyamalan! Best Actor, Russell Crowe for The Insider. Sean Penn's in there. So, yeah, that... It's feasible that the Matrix wouldn't be in that list. Yeah. Which, okay. Now you've said that 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 was a hard year. But um, yeah, four out of four, yeah. which is really interesting. So it won it won everything it was in for, which I, I guess is very un, uncommon. Mm. So it grossed the budget was sixty three million. Okay. It grossed four hundred and sixty three million. Wow. So this was a real money spinner for. So it did alright. It did okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was yeah. This was obviously real. Real money maker. Yeah, so that uh, the trick of uh, let's use the ten million in the opening scene. Yeah. Well, it's all right. It paid off for everyone, I think. And this really, f- from what I've read, this really launched Keanu Reeves as being like a household name. For all that he'd been in Speed, and um, Point Break and stuff, this was like a list. Really? Yeah. From what I mean, it doesn't seem right, really, but that's what it said on the internet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but saying that, I love. Like Speed and Bill and Ted, and, Bill and, stuff and, like Ted that. and my own private Idaho. Yes. Which obviously I didn't watch that until after Matrix and things had come out because I didn't I didn't watch that until I was at uni in like two thousand and four. In uni, yeah. Um, Andy, have you seen my own private Idaho? No, I really want to watch it. We're, that's that's going to be I think coming soon, people, because that is an amazing, amazing film. Hey, Haley. Hi. Casting alternatives. Woohoo! So, what, who do you want to start with? I've only really got three. Um, guess, guess which three. <laughs> I think we should save Neo until last. Okay. I know one possibility for Neo, yeah. and I'm sure that you've got him on there. But what about Trinity? Trinity. The only really, um, the only person that I saw connected to it, aside from Carrie Ann Moss, was Sandra Bullock, who. No, no, I'm thinking that, that, I wonder if that is just because they had great chemistry well, in no. Speed. Well, no, she, apparently, she turned it down before an actor for Neo was attached. Oh! So it wasn't, she, she, I think the the studio, I'll go on to who they had in mind for Neo, um, but it certainly wasn't Keanu Reeves, so she was worried about the chemistry with the lead that they had uh, planned. Well. So it wasn't, it wasn't just because of speed. I don't think she... I mean, I love Sandra Pollock. No, this isn't for her. But I don't no. think this is for her. Carrie-Anne Moss, um, she was 31. Amazing, in it? 31 at the time. I couldn't really see that she'd done... Certainly not in my consciousness, really. Because was, Memento was after, after this, two, wasn't that it? Was yeah. And yeah. she's great in Memento. But really, nothing... She was. She's done a few Netflix shows more recently, but um, she was 31 at the time. She's she, so chill. She twisted her ankle... 
uh, while shooting one of the scenes, but didn't tell anyone because she was afraid she would be recast. Oh, oh, <laughs> that makes me sad. Ooh. She's so good at so it. So she she powered through in order to keep. She the role. steals the scenes. Every scene, scene. Oh, she the is scene in, in the club. She steals it. So the scene in the club when she's uh, she approaches New York. Yeah. That was her audition. Uh, scene. Uh, well, I suppose she has to. She has to get his attention. She yeah. has to get the audience attention. Yeah. I do love that. Was watching it, and it's got um, oh, who's, who sings bodies? It's not disturbed, but it's got the the, yeah. the metal music going in the background, and she goes and whispers to him. Like, <laughs> yeah. If that scene was actually really about, we've been in enough. You sort of, have a question. Yeah. <laughs> Why is <laughs> We've been in enough sort of rock metal clubs to know that. Why you cannot have a conversation. No, not a whispered conversation. So that was her. That was her um, audition scene. So, you know, but she's fa- she is fantastic. She's amazing. Isn't it? More specifically in the Matrix itself, she doesn't she isn't really given much to do uh, in the real world, um, and obviously the style, like the style, her hair and yeah. the suit, the actual her the suit she wears, the PVC suit was actually really cheap because of budget restraints. I, so, I remember, didn't they, they, they sewed like elastic patches yeah. in the legs yeah. because you can't move like that. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't, it wasn't an expensive suit that mm-hmm. you would, I imagine you associate with the Matrix Reloaded where they're all wearing really dapper yeah. um, suits, especially Morpheus. But even, even Neo's clothes weren't, um, weren't no, it they looked- were $3, doll- three dollar a, a yard or whatever uh, material. Wow. It was really, really cheap. Looks uh, amazing though. Oh yeah. It's, it's oh it it's, it does yeah. its job yeah, um so really only Sandra Bullock which we can both agree would have been a bad move. I think that I think that's nothing against her. I think that I think she would have been a bit too chipper. Yeah. I can say that because I'm quite chipper. I think that it she, doesn't help that Carrie Ann Moss is she is Trinity. Like, yeah. We don't associate well I certainly don't associate her with any other character. But she's going to be at the London... She is. Film, Comic Con, we're going... Did we mention people? We're going down to yeah, London a few weeks time. we're Very going to meet Johnny Lawrence. <laughs> um, so, Morpheus. Yes. So he was 37. Really? Well, this, this is interesting. So, um, as Lawrence Fishburne was 37. Yeah. Keanu Reeves was 34. Huh. So, this was... The the dynamic between them. There's only six years between Trinity and Morpheus, and Morpheus, and there's only three years between Neo and Morpheus. Oh. Despite the sort of power dynamic within it, and obviously you assume that Morpheus is, well, you, you assume Lawrence Fishburne is ten, twenty years older. Yeah, well, he carries himself as a bit like a father figure yeah. to them, doesn't yeah. he? And that he's like that he 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 wants Neo to be the one, as if he's like his son. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So Lawrence Fishburne been in sort of Boys in the Hood. He'd been in Event Horizon. Okay. Two years yeah. before. Yeah, good. Um, so there's there was a clear sort of sci-fi uh, element to that, obviously, and and he came straight into this. I've got three names for you here. Mm-hmm. To what extent these guys? It, it said that these guys turned it down. Oh, okay. Whether or not that's accurate or not, we don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> First name is Russell Crowe. Okay, Russell Crowe. You've not seen Gladiator, have no. you? No. Yeah, and Gladiator's fucking And I awesome. never will. You will. You <laughs> bloody will. It's such a good film. I can I can actually see um, him doing it. He's very good at monologues. He's very He has a very strong delivery and presence about him, I think. that I don't know if he'd be able to move very <laughs> well um, for the fight scenes. Sean Connery. Mm. Yeah. 
Mm-mm. The, uh, these do, these three names do seem a bit lazy, mm. really. If they're not, if they're not true, I would I would completely believe that that they're just being made up. The last one is Samuel L. Jackson, who at the time just wasn't he wasn't old enough. He wasn't. Uh, I don't think I don't think Samuel. I mean, I love Samuel L. Jackson, and what he's in is he's amazing. In because when was when was Pulp Fiction ninety six ninety seven? I. No, he hasn't no, got the delivery of it. No. We can all agree that Lawrence Fishburne is Morpheus. Lawrence Fishburne. Do you know what? I think Lawrence Fishburne as well, that um uh and the um Lion King I'm not gonna say it's the, the live action version of it because it's CGI people. Yeah. It's not real lions doing it. <laughs> but the the live action version um that is out at the moment. If James L. Jones hadn't been around to play Mufasa, I think Lawrence Fishburne could have done a really good job of it. Get this man a crown. <laughs> <laughs> All of this is yours. No, Luke. I am your father. Is that in Lion King? That's in Lion King, yeah. <laughs> nice. Deleted scene. <laughs> no. no, Simba. I <laughs> Um. So, Neo... Yes. Start, who was, of course, Keanu Reeves. Ugh. Who was 34 at the time. Did I, did I mention? I don't think I've actually gone into too much detail of how bloody gorgeous Keanu he Reeves is in this one. He looked hot. He is stunning Smoking. in this. He is like an angel. Is he better in this than he is in Point Break? Oh. That's tough. Oh, but it's a different, it's a different Keanu. <laughs> I, 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 ooh, I like the surfer. Yes, I'm going to say yes. Better than... I like the physicality. Right, okay. So obviously, uh, he's come off um, speed and... Uh, oh, no, speed's my Keanu. <laughs> point, point break, Bill and Ted, Tandem Johnny flexing. Mnemonic, things like that. Yeah. So he's he's already done so much. Mm. To, I mean, the names I'm going to tell you here, are, some of them, are, again, are just mad. Um, and obviously, we're very happy that Keanu got the role. Yes. Um, the one that you know about will be Will Smith. Yep. Um, he chose Wild Wild West. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. So he. Um, wow. He read the script and everything. He was. It was. Um, it was maybe that was what Sandra Bullock wasn't keen on. Maybe that was the the actor that they had in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, he has since said that he didn't really understand the script. Okay, I can, I can get that. I'd well, imagine on paper. At the time, you know, 99, he was he was still Fresh Prince, very much like in people's consciousness. Did he not do Men in Black? Yeah, he'd done Men in Black, but he was still, I mean, he's still the Fresh Prince in Men in Black, that's, right? That's true, I So see, yeah. um, he, he has admitted since that Keanu was the, was the best for yeah. Neo and that that himself he wasn't uh, mature enough well he got his sci-fi film didn't he in <laughs> iRobot yeah and uh, Legend I Am Legend I Am Legend which is a great film yeah uh, no he, he, when he was ready for it yeah and and 100% he wasn't mature enough for, yeah. for this film um, so he chose Wild Wild West for whatever reason whether it be because he wasn't mature enough or please don't quote Wild Wild West Please don't wicked, do it. Wicked, wicked, wow. <laughs> oh, no, I, thought, I thought you were going to quote Kenneth Branagh. You don't want to be talking... <laughs> oh, oh, no. Please don't say any Kenneth Branagh lines. <laughs> Please. Um, so the other names I've got here, um, I'll just I'll just throw these out there and then there's a couple more that were a bit, a bit um, more tangibly 
attached to this film. Okay. Nicholas Cage. Oh. No, oh. Sh- come on, shut up. Alright. <laughs> no. Oh. No. 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 It would have been fun, but no, it wouldn't have been a no. better film. So, uh, Tom Cruise. Yes. I'm saying yes. I, th- I think so. Do you think so. it could have been? I think so. At that time. The physicality. You could see man get outside of the building. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm into that. It's what not long after Mission Impossible. I think he would have done a. Li- I think he would have. I think I think Tom Cruise overacts. Yeah, maybe. I I, I, I don't hate too, that. I think he would have got a bit hammy. I don't hate this one, and I don't hate the next one, which is Leo, DiCaprio, <gasps> which would have been really the dream ticket, right? Oh, that could have been good. That could have been good. Again, I don't think he'd be able to move. <laughs> <laughs> um, they definitely chose the right man, though. I think. Yeah. So basically, Warner Brothers. I'm going to throw another two names out. Warner Brothers wanted Brad Pitt. Hmm? Star Power, I guess, yeah. after Seven and things like that. Uh, or Val Kilmer. Which... I could see Val Kilmer more than any of them, to yeah, be honest. I like, I, I like I Val Kilmer. I said he was a little bit old. Old and, yeah, yeah. Maybe not quite the the neo and aspect. you've got to you've got to also believe that the that this guy is a like hacker hacker yeah, an ace it. hacker i don't think i could imagine any of them as no th- so the wachowskis on the other hand wanted johnny depp which oh! which now sounds stupid no but at the time is actually quite a good shout yeah, because what what was he doing around that time? Let me have a look here. But you know, he was he was a great actor back in the day. I mean, he's a, he's a bit of a joke now, and he's obviously a horrible person, <laughs> depending on who you believe. No, I can I can yeah I can very much see the Keanu Reeves Johnny Depp being quite interchangeable. Yeah. Um, at that time. So we're talking Johnny Depp, nineteen ninety nine. At that point. It was before Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. crucially. He'd done Cry Baby. Oh my god! Fear I... and, it was the year year before that he did Fear and Loathing. Cry Baby. Have you seen Cry no, Baby? I've not, oh no. my god, Cry Baby is. I had crept just a little complete tangent. Uh, for people that don't know what Cry Baby is, it's a John Waters uh, film. So it's quite this weird film. He did like uh, Plink Flamingo and things like that. Um, but Cry Baby, I had it taped off the tally but I only had half the film <laughs> um, because the tape ran out and that was one of my most watched films but I only had half of it and this was back before you could actually just like get DVDs off the internet and that and I found it and it was the wrong region it was for America and I bought it and then tried to source a region oh, that's desperation thing I wrote a letter to HMB to try and get it to see if they could buy it. All this because I really wanted to know the end of this film. And then when I did finally get it, the second half of the film is nothing like the first half of the film. I remember you telling me that. It's, yeah, it's like this is mad. So were you disappointed? No, I was just yeah, I was actually. Oh, bless you. I was. So you've done Cry Baby, same year he did Edward Scissorhands. Uh, Fear and Loathing he did the year before The Matrix the year of The Matrix 1999 he did Sleepy Hollow which mm. actually makes me think yes he yeah. would have been good uh, as Neo when was uh, what's he in Gable that, Gilbert Grape Gilbert uh, was 93 because he's very good in that alongside Leo yeah oh my god Leo is amazing in yeah. that um, I haven't seen it oh. <laughs> uh, Donnie Brasco in 97 um, so he's been in you've seen Secret Window yeah that's really good I love that film that was after this but he's been in enough similar similar sort of level films to Keanu I think 
Um, so it, I, you could totally see. I quite like that, and that was the Wachow- he was the Wachowski's choice. Um, uh, you know, supposedly, and I quite like that. I can see why they would go for that. Dark-haired, pasty actor. Yeah, <laughs> they've got a type. Um, and the only th- other thing with regards to casting, mm-hmm. which I think is absolutely brilliant, um, is to do with Switch. Okay. Who is the blonde uh, woman. Yeah. Yeah. So, initially... Who, oh, it's the only one that wears white when they go yes. to Matrix. Well. Is that... It's, maybe. Mm. So, Switch was initially intended to be male okay. in the real world... And female in the Matrix, so an androgynous character. Okay. Which obviously links to the Wachowski twins, who are now trans women. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, the the. When did they transition? Uh, in the last five ten years. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Lana and Lily, they're called wow. now. So they both transitioned. Are they still directing? Yeah. Nice. Well, there's talk of a follow up to Matrix. Nice. Or, or a well, I suppose it's that the brains haven't changed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They just do chick flicks now. Um. <laughs> So the really interesting. So the when um, the the woman who plays uh, Switch got the role, it was for half of the role, huh. and she that was agreed. Yeah. And and Warner Brothers didn't like it, so Warner Brothers got rid of that idea, which actually, to be fair, there's enough confusing stuff going on here without having to further explain why. Yeah. Why this woman is now a man or vice versa. So. Yeah. I kind of understand that. But it's an interesting... Hence the name Switch. Oh, that's so cool. Which is really, really cool. I wonder if that's why why she's... Um, she's the one wearing white yeah. in the... Well, as, as um, Morpheus explains to Neo about the perpetual self-image. Yeah. So the man... Which one is it? So that he's the man in the real... Yeah, so the man sees himself as a woman. And that's why he's a woman in the Matrix. That's, that's so fantastic, cool. isn't it? Yeah. And so the Wachowski twins obviously... Are now trans women, so they must have had, they must have known that at the time. Yeah. Well, you. Of course, you're yeah. From birth. It's not just, a cho- it's not just a choice. <laughs> no. So that must have been, very much in their heads at the time. They wanted to represent their themselves on screen. That's incredible. It's really really cool, yeah. that, isn't it? It's a shame that that that, that, that wasn't that wasn't the case in the the nineties, but it's. it's but I think it's taken years to. It, oh, and it's still going. It's you know, still not done. Yeah. Um, so th- I thought that was really interesting. That's the right, yeah. the the dial. So it would have been too difficult to explain, in amongst everything else that was going on. What I did notice, pardon me. You okay there? I'm good. That was a little just, internal hiccup. I, I don't know what that was. Yeah. Um, what I really enjoyed watching this for was the exposition in it because um, obviously there's a ton of exposition. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, of the 80 lines that Keanu has in the first hour of the film, 44, I think, of them are questions. So, all, you know... And well, for people... Do you want to explain what exposition... Uh, oh, so exposition yeah. is um, lines of dialogue that exp- well, explain what is going on in the film and why, they are, why it's going on. Yeah. So, the, there's a period... Once Keanu is... is uh, once Neo is walking up uh, from the Matrix and in, in, in the real world... There's a section really until they go back in to um, what they're doing before they get uh, betrayed by Cypher. Yeah. It, for, there's a section where he's learning, he's doing his training and everything, where every single scene is a good chunk of exposition, mm-hmm. which usually in a film really grates on me. Yeah. I really can't stand when the when it's clunky exposition. Wait, we have to go here because this will happen when we do this. That's, that- what, that's <laughs> what, that is precisely what sci-fi films 
in particularly struggle f- with mm. because you're world building and you've, you're creating yeah. things and what I hate and they did it in what was the film oh uh, <laughs> Detective Pikachu which you haven't seen <laughs> that's just the first one that came to mind there's a scene towards the end of Detective Pikachu where um, the, the main character whose name escapes me um, Pikachu Pikachu ah oh, him no the <laughs> the, the, the lad the lad that he's befriends um the the villain of the piece who I, I won't name because it's uh, it's a twist <laughs> um, spoiler he basically explains the whole plot and you see that quite a lot in in bad films and the the main character I'm I'm, I'm hamming this up a little bit but he explains what that means he might he might as well be looking down the, the barrel of the camera saying <laughs> this. Just in case you missed this. This means that this is going to happen now. Oh, no, I must stop it because this is going to happen. And there's nothing worse than yeah. bad bad dialogue in that respect. But this is fantastic because it's it's constant exposition, but it's done in such a way where you're actually... They're just having chats or... Well, Ma- Neo doesn't know. He, is, he yeah. doesn't know what the Matrix is at the start. So all the questions that he's asking are the questions that the audience needs yeah. to know. But it's done in an actual believable natural manner, way. natural manner, yeah. and also with the uh, when he when they're on the training, the the jump thing, and he hits the floor yeah. and bites his lip, and it's like, oh wow! So if you die in the Matrix, you die in the real world. It's like, okay, you know, okay. we know but, that. And yeah, and the, uh, that would have been so easy to just go, oh, by the way, if you die, and and the foreshadowing of yeah. that. But actually, it was done in such a way that it didn't it didn't really. No. It didn't jar, they're all, they're it wasn't jarring sort of, at all. Uh, throwaway lines, yeah, even like definitely. so natural dialogue. Definitely, I absolutely love that about this. So, what did you think rewatching it? I loved it. I think because I've I've seen it so many times, um, but seeing it on the big screen, I think that's what we're missing yeah. with a lot of these films um, that didn't get to watch them in the cinema, the cinema yeah. style, but. God, it was it was incredible. It was good, wasn't it? The only my only disappointment, and this is nothing nothing to do with the actual film, is that because we went to the twentieth uh, anniversary of it, the uh, I was hoping that it would actually be digitally remastered, but it it felt like you were watching an old yeah film yeah. being shown again. Um, Definitely stands up though. Oh. Aside from the CG, it definitely stands oh, out. Oh no, nothing to do with the CG. No, the I, actual, I the uh, the color is slightly grainy. Yeah, um, like it wasn't meant to be blown up that big. I mean, <sighs> we did watch it in a very big cinema with Lazy Boys. It was amazing. It was. Um, that is my only. That is my yeah. only issue of it. I think the the clothing stands up. I think the the music stands up. I think the plot, the story, everything, the fight scenes, phenomenal. Yeah, I, yeah, I loved it. But I think for the, especially from about from the 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 lobby scene, every time I could feel you sort of looking across, I could feel that I was just going yeah <laughs> all the way through. Yeah. Um. It was quite funny though. Nothing to do with the actual film, but who we were sat next to, and they weren't doing it in an annoying fashion because it doesn't annoy me when people talk in cinemas. But there was uh, two guys and a girl there, that and I don't think the girl had seen it, and every time something had happened. I saw like her hand sort of touch his knee and then him sort of lean across and just <laughs> just explaining it. And I was thinking, oh God, if you've not seen this, I bet you have no idea what's happening right now. It was weird because watching it, it all made sense. You know, I've seen it dozens of like so mm-hmm. many times. It, everything seemed, it made sense. 
Oh, 100%. I don't think yeah. it's... Uh, that, it's not hard to follow. Hey, it's not hard to follow, is it? That's not, not just me. Right, good. No, I, it's not hard to follow. I think that's... You were saying with the um, expedition of it. Exposition? Exposition. I can, I can never say that word. <laughs> um, that of it is so subtle and flawless that it's it explains it. I mean, in the first... When... when Trinity sees Neo in the in the club, and she's like, "What is the Matrix?" And then it's like, "Ah, oh, that's what it is." So the yeah. question and all this, brilliant. It's not, yeah. hard. It's I, not hard. I'm glad. I'm glad you agree because watching it again, yeah, you just have to follow it. You just have you to. Just have to watch you just it. have to listen to what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's so many films that are high concept like that really come unstuck, and that's what happens, unfortunately, certainly in Revolutions, the mm. third one. Um. It begins unraveling a bit in in Reloaded. As much as I love that film, it does begin to um, just start eating itself a little bit. But this film is is flawless. No, and I I don't think that it needed the sequels. I think that um, how it finished. Oh, because it with them flying off. I thought that was a a brilliant way of. You know that I know da 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 da, da and that. Yeah. You know that this was going to carry on, but I don't think we needed to yeah. see it. Well, I believe... Oh, I'm I'm really sorry if I'm wrong here. I believe the Oracle in Reloaded was a different actress. They couldn't get the same Oracle back. <laughs> um, which... Didn't, they of, didn't foresee that happening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but which, which would imply that maybe they didn't have sort of a long term. And the way in which the revolu- revolutions um, comes about you can sort of tell that maybe they didn't have a long-term idea of it. They wanted to just... Yeah. More money. More money, made, more money, more money. But they did loads of... They did Animatrix. I don't know if you've seen that, which is anime version. I, well, not a version, but different I'm stories. Not, I've heard I've heard yeah. about it. I did animation as a degree, so we, we did... That of course, so, yeah. So, um, they did um, specific storyline games, Enter the mm-hmm. Matrix, which is I absolutely loved. Um, they did Matrix Online. They did loads of Matrix adjacent stuff, um, in order to sort of build this this thing out. And they are talking about doing a reboot or a, or a sequel. I think a reboot would be terrible, but I think a, I think a, reboot a, se- would I think be a bad. sequel yeah. would be good, uh, or even a prequel, of like how Morpheus was woke up. Because I he... love that. Well, he wasn't woken up, was he, Morpheus? Was he? Yeah, because he said that. Oh, there he's was got the, the thing. Guy. He's got the. Yes, yeah, yes, no, because yes. that's who Neo is. Um, the, the he 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 says that there was a guy that was the first of them all that woke them all up. And when he died, he said he was going to come back. Right, right, and right. And he's like a reincarnation. And then you've got Tank and Dozer who were born in Zion. Yeah. And right, got you. Yeah. No, I'd. Uh, um, I think that could be cool. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Well, what are we going to watch next? <laughs> what. <laughs> okay. That was for the listener there. That was the blankest expression I've ever seen. Like I like I'd I just forgotten. spoke in Russian or something. I'd forgotten. Um, we are going to watch two thousand one, a space, space odyssey. odyssey. So we're gonna we're gonna see a Stanley Kubrick exhibition in a couple of weeks. Yep. So we might try and do two podcasts this week. Yeah. Well, this the so this is this 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 Matrix one that you're listening to now that you've just listened to. This was a special one because we've both seen it. Yeah. Two thousand one is going to be a special one because shame to say neither of us have seen it. Yeah. I've seen a lot of the actual bits of it, but I've not seen the full film. So I'm really looking forward to actually watching this. 
yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm so excited and um we'll we'll try and do two this week. Mm-hmm. We'll think of another film, but we'll, which we'll put on our social media. Yeah, we might put a uh, pick one because that worked really well for Connor. Yeah, that was good. But we'll come up with two and then you can pick. Just not Titanic. We will do Titanic at some point, people who did vote for it. <laughs> we still do it, we promise. Um, well, it's been quite a long one, longer than I expected. Yes, I your research so. was... was all right, it yeah. It was top, yeah. I was worried. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad you liked it. If you liked it, comment on the, the yeah. Instagram or send us a message. Just say, Andy's better than Hayley. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, thank you very much for listening. Um, if there have been any sound issues, we've had little bits of bits and bobs uh yeah andy was having little mini panic attacks because every about 10 minutes the sound kept cutting out for no reason and i'm gonna go and punch my laptop to bits <laughs> now um if there was any sound co- uh, problems please let us know but um i, I apologize mm-hmm. wholeheartedly um we will bring hopefully a new podcast out later in the week yep uh if you do have any questions or any comments uh, please leave them on our aforementioned uh, social media pages. Mm-hmm. Just search How Have You Not Seen. Uh, how Have You Not Seen.com is probably the best way to for find it. For the attention everything. of Andy, for the attention of Hayley. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if you can review us on iTunes, that would be exceptional uh, and I would really appreciate it. Yes. Unless you mention the sound quality issues, in which case, forget it. Don't do it. Or. Don't listen to it. <laughs> um, but thank you very much for listening, and we will be uh, with you another time. Thank you very much. <laughs> that was the worst sign off ever. I know, yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we will. Uh, 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 wait, uh, wait, what? Wait, bye. Uh, bye. bye. bye.